Hello everyone and welcome back to the Shimwag for what I think is episode number 15 which I don't know that seems quite like a big number yeah yeah brilliant it's me Woody and joining me uh me Tufty where to begin we haven't got a guest this week so we're, we're once again in that predicament of oh no where's the week gone what do we tell people about Susanna why don't you start us off but actually I had a really good weekend but it feels like a long time ago that I felt the warmth on my skin and sit in the garden and read but it was looking for my photos it was last weekend um i don't know if any of you guys went out and enjoyed uh sunshine um but me and lizzie had a great we went friday we cycled to Bathhampton and went to this cafe what's it called Can, cafe on the barge or on the canal or something <laughs> like it's basically a barge that sells takeaway stuff you've been there i haven't no that yeah it's, it's really cute it's like a little window and it's you can pay with card and they have loads of cakes and drinks and stuff and then we cycled to town alan's house because it's really close um just along the field it's a really lovely cycle to their house and um sadly tat was in a zoom call but we sat with alan out on his doorstep and had some some squash and some hobnobs with alan and it was really nice (laughs) to see someone in person so um yeah we'd love to go and visit some more people um and then on saturday i sat in the garden and read for a bit and did a Zoom call with one of my friends for like three hours, which normally like Zoom can feel really draining, but we were sort of just hanging out together and just like spending time together. So it felt really nice and kind of normal almost. Um, and then I also loved church on Sunday. I really, really enjoyed it. I actually was feeling a bit like, uh, you know, just having to set everything up and like, it's just, you know, it's not what it could be. And then I actually prayed about it. And then when I got there, I was like, this is great. And early church was really fun. And it always brightens my day to see the kids. And then I loved church and it felt somehow kind of more normal, even though it wasn't normal, like something about it being quite full. And I think maybe even like reading the passage out loud together, they were just had a feeling of like unity. And I left like feeling really, really joyful and really helped by the sermon. So it was a really good weekend, actually. Yeah, it was a good weekend, which... For us at the time of recording is last weekend, but for you guys listening will be oh, yeah. two, weekends two weekends ago. ago yeah. but, um, I went to LJ Hugs, which has been closed throughout the entire week, but is now open again on Fridays and Saturdays. And oh, you just can't go wrong with a good portion of chicken and chips. <laughs> my uh, my dad had to come down to Berk and I needed to sign some documents, which he classes as an essential business trip, so don't go reporting us to the Gazapo. <laughs> and um, but, yeah, we both went to LJ Hugs together and yeah, he enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. An overall solid weekend. You can't go wrong with a bit of sun. You know? No, it really is such a mood booster. I'm hoping it'll warm up again soon. And then at the end of the month, not month, yeah, end of the month, we'll be able to go in people's gardens oh. in groups of six. And then over Easter, you know, guys hit me up with, if you want to invite me around to your garden <laughs> and feed me, I'm taking offers now. So. Yeah, the bidding war can be open <laughs> for, for Susanna. I finally, today, Got through the four boxes of eggs I bought last week, all 24 of them. Wow. Many omelettes have been consumed this week. But, um, Did you do any baking with them? Do you know, I didn't, to my shame. No baking whatsoever. But um, I've noticed my waistline is gradually expanding, <laughs> so I, I can't be affording to bring any more baked goods into the house. And my birthday is next Tuesday, which is actually the day of recording, oh, sorry, releasing this podcast, yeah. which probably means more baked goods will arrive from my mother. And... Yeah, I can't eat hers and my own goods. (laughs) 
I don't do enough exercise to get away with that. It's all right. It's lockdown. It's your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me, Susanna. Soon lockdown won't be an excuse anymore, so make the most of it. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps, perhaps. We could just move on to thought of the day now, because it's more of a meaty one this week. It is, yes. Might as well. It's probably going to be the chunkiest thought for the day we've had out of all the podcasts. So I'll be sharing it. And I'm going to be honest, um, I'm quite nervous about sharing this thought for the day. Uh, in fact, I've even written it down so as to ensure I say what I actually want to say. I don't want to be going off piste here and getting um, distracted. So um, a thought which occupies my mind at times is, what am I laying down for the sake of Christ, uh, for the sake of loving Christ? And does my life just look the same as the non-Christians my age? And the past few months I've been reading a book series and I've been thoroughly enjoying the series. Um, I've finished the first four books and last week, two weeks ago for you guys, I purchased books five, six and what should have been book seven, but because I'm a Muppet, I ended up uh, buying a different book by mistake. So the first takeaway is always check your bucks <laughs> to get in the Waterstones online checkout. And... Um, Anyway, yesterday, when I was halfway through book five, I, um, I had to make a decision to stop reading it and to stop reading the series altogether. Um, a struggle in life is finding good books that I think are appropriate for me to read, and book one in the series started off very strongly. Uh, but what happened over the course of the other books is a gradual introduction of other elements that pricked my conscience and... This flaring of the conscience gradually grew until yesterday it kind of climaxed and I realised I had to put the books down. Um, I do believe this is a conscience issue and that there are plenty of people listening to this podcast who could read these books in clean conscience. Uh, Therefore, I am intentionally not going to name the series uh, just because I don't want to cause that controversy. I also want to focus on an aspect that isn't actually the conscience issue, but if you're curious what the issue is and what the book series is, feel free to email me. It would be good to hear other people's thoughts on it. What I want to focus on is the decision to stop reading, because in theory, the process should have been fairly simple. Um, My conscience has been pricked and I'm convicted that I can't read this anymore. Therefore, I'm going to stop reading it. That's the the theoretical of what should happen. What actually happened is my conscience was pricked. I was convicted and then I spent a period of time trying to come up with all of the reasons why I couldn't stop reading the series. Um, My four quote unquote best reasons were I'm really enjoying the series. Uh, I can't stop reading these books because I've already bought them. Uh, I can't leave a series partly read. I have to find out what happens. And if I stop reading a book halfway through, my book spreadsheet will forever remind me that I didn't complete a book. And because I'm weird, a half-read book is a source of great pain in my life. And if we're honest, all of the above reasons are a pathetic argument when lined up against the reason of conscience and the desire to honour the Lord Jesus who has rescued me from the pit of sin. Uh, clothed me in his righteousness and given me new life. But it was a legitimate struggle to come to the right decision. My first key thought for us is a challenge to see if there are things in our lives which we know we need to do differently, but we are using bad arguments to justify our continued practice of them. My second thought for us is related to why I am nervous about this thought for the day. Um, I am currently in the process of working through some issues, and one of those things is the tendency to forget grace and to forget the gospel message that I have been saved and am clothed with the righteousness of Christ, uh, but I am already holy and blameless before God. I want to draw us back to Colossians 3, which Clover preached on two Sundays ago. That was something I needed to hear. Uh, Let me read the first five verses of Colossians 3. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things which are above, 
where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So verses 1 to 4 establish that we are already right with God. We have been raised with Christ. He is our life. We are promised that we will appear with him in glory. It is then that we get to verse 5 with the opening, put to death, therefore. In light of being Christians, in light of being saved, do this. Sin is serious and it needs to be rid of. But we get rid of it out of a love for God and a desire to please him now that we've been reconciled to him and given new identities. Uh, so often it feels like I'm wrestling against sin because I need to prove myself to God, to show him that I'm trying hard enough. And if that's you as a fellow Christian, uh, relax. Um, be reminded that we have been saved, that Christ has drained the cup of God's wrath. This is not to say don't work out your salvation, but don't work it out from a position of fear that you're not right with God. Work it out from a position of confidence that you stand clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And I also want to remind us of another illustration Clover used that Sunday. Um, you don't forget about your house by committing to not thinking about your house. Uh, you look at the sun and gaze at its beauty, which instead occupies your attention and clouds out all other things. And in Colossians 3, we are reminded to set our minds on things that are above them. Um, if you, like me, often feel unsure how to do this, uh, let me provide something to ponder. I recently did a talk on the Transfiguration from Mark chapter 9, and the Matthew Henry commentary I read provided a profound point on Peter talking to Jesus in the transfigured state. Uh, despite all of his majesty, Jesus was still approachable for Peter. Peter could still commune with the majestic Messiah. God is so mighty, yet we can know him, bring our prayers to him, and he hears us. Here is one of the many glorious truths for us to meditate on and to light in. So I hope this has been an encouragement and I hope that it points you to Christ and causes you to depend on him in all aspects of your life. And I hope it has been a helpful challenge to where we can be obeying him in our lives. And thank you to Susanna for sitting through all of that. It was really helpful because I'd also listened to a podcast which was talking about sort of Christians and, and thinking about what we consume and stuff. And like for Lent, I given up like instagram and watching youtube and there are certain shows that i used to watch you know loads of sitcom kind of shows are quite similar and some people can watch these shows and it's fine but i think you have to think about what um kind of desires it raises in you yeah like some things may make you um praise god and thank him for the creativity for maybe it'll make you give you desires for justice or i don't know good desires um and i guess if you can thank god for something then that's a good sign if you can say thank you for this programme that I've watched. But if like you can't in good conscience thank God for what you've seen or for the desires that it's given you, that should be something that maybe challenges you to think about what you were watching. So yeah, I think it's a really interesting conversation to, to have and to be aware of and to not let things just slide, um, which you could easily have done for the, all the reasons that you listed. Mm. But to actually be quite... It's like that verse about cutting off your... Cutting off your arm, I don't want to misquote, or like... Cutting off right hand or... Yeah, 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 which is like brutal. Um, But I think like if you cut it off early before it leads to other things. And there's also that bit, it might be in Philippians, about focusing your mind on what is lovely and... um, It might be in Philippians, oh dear. While Susanna is looking for this Bible verse, I'll say that as I look back on the decision, I think I was probably 
late to acting on my conscience and mm. there's that temptation there to say oh no I, I didn't respond to this perfectly but instead I can just repent and say you know what Father I, I did not act as quickly as I should have but there's forgiveness in Christ so perhaps I don't know maybe you're a person being like oh well I haven't dealt with this straight away therefore it's, it's over I can't do anything about it well no yeah, we can always come back to the cross I found it, it was Philippians, so not a complete misquote. Um, Philippians 4 verse 8, which says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, and whatever is admirable, 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 (laughs) admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I guess sometimes we can rather look at things that are less wholesome. But that should be our desire and asking God, I guess, to give us a desire for what's pure and what's lovely. It's nice to have some variation in how we do these things, you know. Yeah, Long, I think so. Um, this kind okay. of smoothly. Smooth is just the definition of this podcast today. Um, transitions us into the recommendations for the week. So, Susanna, what are you bringing yeah. to the table? Mine, thankfully, comes with a short explanation. I went to Waitrose and I really love Biscoff, Lotus Biscoff biscuits. The caramelised biscuits, yeah, you get with, with coffee and tea. In in Waitrose, they have, you know, it's a big thing to have, they have, like, spread and they have, I think they're bringing it out in all different forms because it's become really popular and it's kind of cliche, but I don't care. Um, I used to like them when I was young, okay? I was, like, before the trend. I would always, like, my parents would always give me their biscuit because I really the like OG them. Absolutely. Fan. All of these modern fanboys have got Yeah. Um, so it's, like, in the kind of shape and sort of style of an Oreo. So it's got two biscuits sandwiched and with some vanilla in the middle and they're really really good um so anything biscoff is always always gets a yes from me so i enjoyed those i don't know if they, they probably sell them at other good retailers not i'm not saying you have to go shop at waitrose when he like he's like leaves the pound in the trolley because he can't be bothered <laughs> to get him out the Aldi shopper just doesn't going. need <laughs> Oh, I feel like it. he says something about people in in, in trackies shouldn't shop at Waitrose, but I have <laughs> been to Waitrose in my trackies, so... Uh, they're watching on security Probably. camera. My controversial opinion about Biscoff is I really don't see what all the fuss is about. Mm. Everyone kind of talks about Biscoff like it's the best thing since sliced bread. I've had the spread on toast before mm. from one of the CU events, and like, it's nice, but it's not dynamite. I was going to say, maybe it's a nostalgic value like I used to have them when I was younger. I don't know. I just really, yeah, maybe it's just different different tastes yeah yeah well people are different <laughs> <laughs> okay what's yours recommendation well i have recently taken stock of some cheese from a parcel which i think is connected to my birthday from the chuckling cheese company but i have no idea if it tastes any good mm. presentation wise it looks amazing so once i've tasted that i will perhaps be recommending that in the future weeks but what i instead wanted to recommend was something i used to have on a camp we went to as a church and it's essentially it is the best milkshake thing I've ever had in my entire life. So for those of you listening at home who want to try and recreate this, you take a blender, you pour in some milk, you put two scoops of vanilla ice cream in it. You then take a chocolate bar and you blend it all together and you have an amazing milkshake from the milk and ice cream. And then you've got the chocolatey chunky mm. bits spread out all through it. Oh my days. It's probably enough to kill a man, but if ever there's a reason to go out early, it's from drinking these things. What chocolate bar did you choose? I think Mars bar I would go for quite mm. often. So yeah, if anyone tries that, let us know what chocolate bar you use. Mm. And we're not responsible for any 
hyperactive kids afterwards. Which, on that bombshell, brings us to the end. Bye. (laughs) Have a great week, everyone. Speak to you again next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.